0: Hello and welcome to Fine Wine, where I whine about media that may or may not have aged like fine wine. I am the fish that you found on the beach of Cornwall that has been dead for five weeks but has not been picked up by any birds because it's too nasty. And I have new episodes of this podcast coming out every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, Now ma'am, just want to let y'all know that I just recorded like A podcast for one of my assignments. Um and I had to like actually read off of a script that I wrote myself. And oh my god, why is it so much harder to like read stuff? I had to start recording it and stop recording it like at least ten times because I kept fucking up like within like the first five seconds. Oh my god, it was like torturous. It's crazy how like actually like do this shit. But anyways. Today's episode is on the 1952 film, My Cousin Rachel, which is a mystery and romance film of the American type, um, starring Miss Olivia de Havilland and Richard Burton, as well as Audrey Dalton, Ronald Squire, George DeLenz, and John Sutton. Um, Now this... mm, is this film is based off of a novel also called my cousin rachel that came out the year prior so you know they snatched up those um film rights like right away um and like the woman that wrote the book is her name is like very that bitch it's daphne du maurier that's like right so like wow um but This film, it was remade in 2017, I think, Um, and yeah, I don't touch remakes with a seven-foot pole because why would I do that unless they're like absolutely horrible, Um, and this is a film that I would not want to watch the remake of because Olivia de Havilland is just like sort of hot. She's hot, and I don't want to see somebody trying to be Miss Olivia, Um, but oh my god, the Haviland family, that family's so like fucked up. Like, oh my god. Joan Fontaine, her sister, like, wasn't allowed to use the Haviland name because she because they her parents only allowed one Havil they only wanted one Haviland in the industry. But once Joan Fontaine also became a super successful actress, then the mom went into acting. Um, Lillian Fontaine, but this fucking bitch she ended up taking her both of her daughter's names, um, and using it as her stage name, so she was like Lillian Fontaine de Havilland. Now that is like next level family drama, um, so yeah, also apparently Olivia was like a big bitch um, like, not, like, a big bitch in, like, the good way, but, like, a big bitch in that, like, she probably, like, bullied a bunch of her co-stars and the staff, um, but she's pretty, so I'll let it pass. No, I'm kidding, but, um, yeah, it's crazy, like, these people were, like, mean, um, I mean, it's, like, sort of expected, I'm, like, disillusioned with it, but still, it's so weird, um, Cause they play like these demure characters on screen well i guess not really in this film my cousin rachel because um miss olivia plays the titular character rachel who's sort of like um sort of not good nor bad she's sort of she's the mystery character you know she's the wild card so but yeah i just find it like so weird how these people were just like so entitled um but that's how it is in like the higher rings of like Hollywood and stuff. So not really surprised, not really disappointed because what else did I expect? Anyway, this film is 98 minutes long. So it's that an hour and 38 minutes, which is sort of surprising considering it's like it looks like a it out so, like my cousin, Rachel. It, the what do you call that? The poster the poster makes it look like it's going to be, like, a two-hour film. Like, it looks like it's going to be a slog to watch because it's also, like, sort of heavy and stuff. Um, but... It also came out Christmas Day, so they were, like, banking on this being, like, big, big box office, um, type of thing. But, unfortunately, it only made, like, 100000 in profit because the budget was $1.2 which is sort of surprising. Um... I would not have guessed that this was 1.2 million um, in budget, but it only made 1.3 million in box office, which is surprising. But yeah. Anyways, um, let's like start talking about the plot, I guess. Um, so we start off in. Cornwall and we are introduced to like a little boy and this dude this older dude they're like walking down the road and you know what we see the first thing that we like see is a hanging man that's like decomposing on like a post like literally a hanging man and this um older dude he goes and shows the child this hanging man and he's like this is like what happens if you like do bad stuff like, bro, you're literally traumatizing that child for life? You're showing him a decomposing body? Like, bro, I thought that... If I was like him, I'd be like, I thought that we were just going out for, like, a walk. Why are you showing me this dead body? Give me a refund. But, anyways, that's some trauma that you can't get refunded. Um, but this boy that was shown that dead body is Mr. Philip Ashley. Um, and he is played by Richard Burton. Um, so he... Is, he was raised by his older and wealthier cousin on the on an estate named Mr. Ambrose. Um but Mr. Ambrose he has to leave Cornwall because apparently he's too much of a puss for the Cornish weather, you know. The um historically um ravaging Cornish weather. So he has to go to a um Whatchamacallit. He has to go to a warmer climate. So he goes to Italy and goes to Florence and leaves his cousin Philip to be um raised by his godfather well to be raised more like be in the care of his godfather Nick Kendall. Um now while we're like getting all this backstory, we end up seeing like this really cute dog. I give like a ten out of ten for this dog. It's a very cute dog. Um but I don't know, um, I always have, like, bad premonitions of dogs whenever they get showed in, like, these old films that are supposed to be, like, I guess sort of, like, melodramatic tragedies type of things, because, like, bro, the animal is, like, well, almost 99% of the time going to be get got at some point. Um, and it's gonna be, like, you're gonna be mourning that that dog's death more than any of the characters' deaths. Um, but Mister Ambrose, he goes to Miss, he goes to Miss Florence. No, he's not Miss, He's not meeting Miss Florence Pew. He's not meeting Miss Florence in the machine. But he's moving to Florence, um, and while he's in Florence, he end up he ends up marrying this woman named Rachel, who, by the way, Sweet Home Alabama is his cousin. <clears throat> oh my God, I'm sorry. So. <laughs> Like, this family, bro, oh my god. Well, I'm gonna, like, give a little, like, overview of, like, what happens with, like, Rachel. So, Ambrose, he marries his cousin Rachel. So, but, okay, Ambrose dies. um, So, now Rachel is a widow of her cousin. So, what happens is Philip ends up courting his cousin's widow, who also happens to be his cousin. What? Oh my god. Like, what? That's like... I I mean, yeah. I mean, the film's called My Cousin Rachel. Um, it's definitely called My Cousin Rachel. But I didn't expect us to be getting to know Rachel that intimately. Um... But yeah, that's like a side note, because I was a bit floored when I found that out. Um, So, we're in Florence now. We're like, our camera's in Florence, we're following around the people in Florence. We're not focusing on Philip at the moment. We're with, like, Ambrose dying and shit. Um, So, Ambrose is, like, writing to philip about some like about the treatment he's getting because he's like fallen sick okay so where were we yeah so mr ambrose is like writing the philip complaining about like the treatment he's receiving as a sick dude from rachel and also about like the physicians that like take care of him um so like mr philip is like sort of like that's sort of like not great um but while we're in, like, Florence, everybody's, like, sort of, um, speaking about, like, Rachel as if, like, she's very sus. Like, Mr. Guido Rinaldi, he is, like, a very sus of Miss Rachel. Um, but then I'm, like, since he's sus of Rachel, I'm sort of sus of him. Like, hmm, you know, um... And then at this point, I was like, also thinking, hmm, is Mr. Philip sort of hot? But then I was like, hmm, I don't know. He's sort of dumb bitch, so that really takes down his hotness several notches. Um, but, I mean, I do love dumb bitches, but um, I don't know. Something about this dumb bitch just gets on my nerves. Um, so, oh yeah, I don't like Philip. Um, Philip, I think, is a pushover in this film. Um, but yeah. Anyways, so Philip shows up to um, he shows up to, whatchamacallit, he shows up to Florence. Um, because he is, like, getting a bit freaked out by these letters that he's getting from Ambrose. And he's like, he's not doing well. Um, and the Philip's godfather, Mr. Nick Kendall, he's like, Bro, it sounds like um Ambrose is like sort of losing it, plus his dad died from brain tumor, so he might be like having a brain tumor, so like maybe you should go like talk to him, so Mr. Philip gets on a boat, goes to Florence, has a little time in Mallorca um I don't know, I made that part up, I mean, if I were him i would I would take my time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, since there was no, like, way to get from, yeah, because he takes a ship from Cornwall to Florence, so, you know, he has to go, like, through, he has to, like, go along the coast, along France, over, around Spain, through Gibraltar, past the Beliares and into the Mediterranean, Um, and isn't Florence, like, in the Adriatic Sea, so, like, in a little notch, in a little armpit between, like, Greece and, like, Italy? Cause Monaco's, like, the small city, or is that, hmm. You know, I really should brush up on my geography, but I just need to play some Civilization 6, True Start Location, Terra Map, or I need to play Vic 3, um, Anyways. So Mr. Dude takes a boat to Florence, and he ends up meeting this dude, Mr. Rinaldi, who I think is sort of sus. But he ends up telling um, Mr. Philip, Mr. Guido Rinaldi, ends up telling Philip that Ambrose is dead, and he died of a brain tumor. Um, so Mr. Rinaldi somehow has the um, death certificate. He was probably like um close friend or um, whatchamacallit. Physician, I think he was, like, a pharmacist or something. So he shows the death certificate, and the death certificate says that, um, Mr. Philip is inheriting the Cornwall estate and all thereof when he turns 25. Now, ma'am, wow. If I were Mr. Philip, I'd be like, oh my god, thank you so much, Ambrose. Um, but Mr. Phillip's like, hmm, that's sort of suspicious. Um, because also... The day before that, Phil- the la, la, The day before Philip arrived, Miss Rachel she had left Florence, um, and she also did not get anything from Mister Ambrose. She didn't get any money. She didn't get any part of the estate, and she hasn't made any claim on anything either. So Mister Phillips like very like sus of her, and he thinks that she murdered him. She thinks that she murdered Mister Ambrose, and is like I'm going to get revenge on Rachel. But bro, it, she doesn't have like any motive to have killed Ambrose because she wasn't in his will, um, because she didn't inherit anything, so she would have no motive to like um, kill him plus, if she wanted some of that will, she would have had to keep him alive and like seduce him into seduce her husband into putting her into the will you know, like I don't see any way where miss rachel would benefit from the death of ambrose but mr philip again he's a dumb bitch so he's like oh my god she murdered him that hussy so after philip gets back to cornwall he is like um um he's yeah he is in cornwall again and while he's in cornwall after several months mr nick kendall he's like oh my god by the way rachel's here she just came to cornwall and by the way she's coming to the house she's coming to the estate um surprise so she drops in for like a surprise visit visit and like mr phillips like ew this dumb ugly bitch wonder what horrible um, black widow she looks like but rachel comes to the house and apparently he's like oh my god she's beautiful ladylike and like super super nice um, so he's like instantly whipped for his cousin's ex- for his dead cousin's ex, what? For his dead cousin's former wife, who's also his cousin. One second, let me go barf. <laughs> um, so he's like, oh my God, Rachel's so pretty. So he's like instantly whipped for Rachel. Um, but what I noticed in this yeah by the way if I were Philip as soon as I saw the death certificate like confirming that it was a brain tumor I'd be like okay I get the estate and stuff I'm just gonna like mourn his death and not worry about it anymore because there's like congenital brain tumors you know wouldn't suspect a thing or maybe I'm just like too gullible or something but literally Rachel gained nothing from the death so like why would she go through it why would she go through all of the murdering planning and execution Jesus, if Philip just thought about this for more than five seconds, he would not, uh, um, he might still be in this position that he would be in, because he, again, is instantly whipped by Miss Rachel. He's, like, instantly, like, um, into her. Um, So, Miss Rachel's hair, by the way, is very period accurate, because this takes place in, like, I think the mid-1800s. Um, and it looks very very period accurate like she it's a little bit dorky because you know it's not like glamorous or anything but it's very period accurate so I appreciate that Um, and also we have really cute dogs again we get the dog um, from the beginning of the movie but now he's all grown up so they actually like used a puppy and they had it like actually be like growing up Ten out of ten for the dog again. Ten out of ten for attention to detail pertaining to the dog. Um, so, anyways, Mister Philip, he like is um very still very sus of the lady, Miss Miss Ashley, Miss Rachel, um, but yeah. So he eventually takes out the letters that he got from Ambrose and is like, bitch, look at this. I know you murdered. Well, no, he doesn't say, I know you murdered her. He takes out the letters and he's about to say that he murdered her. But then he, what? That he murdered her, that she murdered Ambrose. But then he ends up throwing the letters in the fire. What? Why did he throw the letters into the fire? Like, for what reason did he do that? Mm. Because he's just like, oh my God. Miss Rachel, my cousin Rachel, she's just too beautiful and too nice. She could not have murdered Ambrose. Um, So like, so like, even though like, Philip doesn't think that Miss Rachel is like, sus anymore, um, Mr. Nick Kendall and his daughter, he has a daughter, by the way, her name's um, Louise. So Nick and Louise are both like, um, she's still sus. And like, Nick and Louise are the ones taking care of the house because Um, Philip still hasn't been able to inherit the estate, so he can't, like, run anything, but um, Nick and Louise are the ones, like, doing everything, doing, like, all the finances and stuff, taking care of, like, um, menial tasks as well, and they're still, like, we shouldn't let Rachel, like, be here too long, we shouldn't trust her, because you know, um, even though I wouldn't agree with the fact that I think that she's, like, a murder suspect, I wouldn't go full on, like, I trust her so much. I love her. Let's, like, invite her in. Which is what. Um. Fucking hell. This is what Philip does. He ends up getting Mr. Kendall, Mr. Nick, to give Rachel an allowance of 5,000 pounds per year. Because he's like, ugh, she was married to Ambrose. She. This was her money, anyways. Um. Like, bro that's so like what are you doing philip what are you doing uh, um so what happened next is rachel's like oh my god thank you so much philip i appreciate it appreciate it so much i'm gonna stay at the estate longer thank you so much um but people are like starting to gossip about it miss um louise is again like bro this is like not good because louise she is like um unrequited love for philip because they like also grew up together Uh, and louise is like bro she sort of saw us but like whatever you do it's it's your money so like our homegirl louise she's my favorite louise um she's the only she and mr nick are the only rational people in this film um but what happens next is mr nick he ends up going to philip and it's like bro um, Rachel has actually overdrawn her accounts this month, um, and also I've been doing a little bit of research, doing a little bit of googling on who Miss Rachel was, and found- he found out that in Florence, Miss Rachel was living loose, living wild, um, based on, like, all the rumors and gossip and actual, like, records. Like, Mr. Nick pulls out the receipts. Like, He literally pulls out the receipts. But what does Philip do instead? Oh my god. This dumb bitch. On his 25th birthday, he goes to Miss Rachel and turns over the estate to her. What? 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 Bro, come on. What are you doing? (sighs) Like, Nick and Louise are literally being super sus of Rachel, which is like rightfully so, because she's overdrawing accounts, she has bad rumors about her, she... oh my god. It's like, I can barely deal with Philip's stupidity in this. It's like so frustrating. I think the way to look at it is like not look at Philip as like the protagonist of this film, or like as the main character, because you can't root for him because he just keeps doing all this dumb bitch shit of his own volition despite everybody telling him, like, giving him good advice. Um, so, on his 25th birthday, when he turns over the estate to Rachel, he's like, Oh my god, I love you, Rachel. So he's, like, down bad for his cousin. His He's down bad for his cousin who's the widow of his cousin. <laughs> so they, like, make out, and then... The next day, Mr. Philip goes to Nick and Louise and is like, "Oh my god. By the way, um Rachel and I are engaged." Oh my god, this is embarrassing. So Philip, he tells Nick and Louise he's engaged to Rachel. Rachel who's sitting at the table with them. She's like, "What? What are you saying? You're crazy. I never said I would marry you." Um, I will never marry you. She literally like says, I'll never marry you. Um like big red flag, babe. Bro, come on. It's it's so uh and also apparently before she got the estate, Miss Rachel has been sending money out of the country when she was overdrawing her accounts. Um again, Philip just doesn't pay attention to that. He's like, Oh, that's fine. She has friends in Florence, probably, so I'm just going to give her these tea. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. So, um, Miss Rachel ends up telling Mr. Philip after she's like, I'll never marry you. I only gave you affection that night because of the estate that you gave me. Oh, my God. So, what happens next is Mr. Philip he falls into a depression, and he ends up like going in and out of like coma and stuff going into like fever and he's like delirious and stuff at this time miss louise and um nick are kicked out of the house because they were sus of rachel and she doesn't like they were sus of her um so you know um but while philip's like in his dream world he is um dreaming of marriage he's dreaming of marriage of getting of the wedding day um with rachel because you know she sort of like gaslighted him into like no i wouldn't say gaslighting actually because philip is just he was not born to to do stuff he was not born to make good decisions um but Rachel was definitely in the wrong for saying let's be together forever and then being like no I'll never marry you. I didn't show you love because I like you. That was like sort of shady of her. And also sort of shady of her well her accounts. Um, <laughs> but Philip wakes up three weeks later after being in a coma and he's like oh my god I'm married to Rachel because in his dream he married her. Um, but the servants after, around the estate They're like, oh yeah, by the way, Rachel's moving back to Florence. Um, So he's like, what the hell? So as like Miss Rachel's getting ready to leave back to um, Florence, he is like, was she poisoning me this whole time? Because three weeks is a long time to be asleep. Plus I was like tripping balls. So um, he is like, really pissed off he goes into the garden um turns out that there are seeds in of like a fruit in the garden that are like poisonous but um because he finds out that they're poisonous because they've been falling into the cattle the cattle plot um like just over the fence and the cows have been eating them and dying um and then he is like, wait, when did we get these? And the gardeners are like, oh, um, Miss Rachel, she loves these trees. She has a bunch of them back in Florence. And Mr. Philip, he's like, wait a minute. Has she been poisoning me? Did she poison Ambrose to death? So he's like, whoa, putting like two and two together. He runs up into her room um, and he goes through her dresser. In her dresser, there's like an envelope and it has these poisonous seeds in them in the envelope, and he's like, what? No way. Um, So he's like, again, super sus. um, But like, bro, why are you only sus of her, like, murdering Ambrose and trying to poison you, when she literally... Why are you only now getting sus of her, when she's literally been so sus throughout this whole film? It's frustrating, his density. Um, Because he ends up finding the... um, These seeds, but then he also finds um, in her dresser a letter. But the letter is from Rinaldi, and the letter that she sent to Rinaldi is her like confessing her love for Philip to Rinaldi in the letter. So then it's like, Wait, but you literally said that you'll never marry him and that you like only showed him love because. He gave you money, but now you're saying that you love him to somebody that, like, Philip isn't even acquainted with? Like, what, babe, something's not adding up. Something's, like, not too enduring Plus, then you have these poisonous seeds in your dresser as well, and you have these poisonous seeds um, in your estate in Italy and also here now. Hmm, something's, like, really hmm, not going together. Plus, the seeds have all, like, the delirious effects that Philip had and that Ambrose was having, too. So he's, like, like oh my god like literally why what's the point of this letter i'll come back to the point of this letter later um or the lack thereof um so mr philip goes out to like confront rachel now miss rachel she, she's sort of in like a really funny outfit she has like a teensy tiny parasol um uh, it's really funny looking like literally it's Like, the size of a bowl, but she still carries it. So funny. But he ends up going to her, and he's like, meet me at this one place. Um, And um, Philip doesn't... He's like, like, meet me at this one place, Rachel. Meet me outside, you know? Like, we have to talk about some shit. But apparently this footbridge hasn't been repaired, and it's, like, dangerous. So Rachel... Going to cross this bridge to meet him, um, she falls through the bridge and it breaks, and uh, <laughs> she is down at the bottom of like at like the bottom of a cliff, dying, and Philip's like, "Oh my God, no, So he goes down the cliff and he's like, "No, Rachel, don't die and then her last words are like why didn't you why didn't you warn me about the danger, Philip?" um, why have you done this to me? And then she dies, and Philip is now, like, guilt-ridden, like, oh my god, Rachel, no! Because now he is, like, Rachel must have been innocent, because why would she, like, not, why would she, like, not be super angry with me and only be like, why didn't you tell me about the danger? And that's the end of the film. Um nothing's really special about this film except for that it's super frustrating and that philip's super thick-headed now again let me go back to this poison and this letter debacle what's the point of showing us all the evidence that we need that rachel is literally like that she's the one that killed ambrose and that she's the one who was poisoning philip um because first off again rachel had no reason to kill ambrose she wasn't in his will she wasn't going to get anything from his death so she had nothing to gain from it second off she wouldn't she didn't have like (laughs) and then why would she need to be poisoning philip again like why she has nothing to do with him he already handed over the estate to her he doesn't have anything to do but then you throw it, like, unless she was, like, actually in love with him, like the letter says. But then, like, she has been not in love with him, especially when she was like, I'm never gonna marry you. I only showed you love because you gave me money. That, that's not love, you know? Because, um, like, w- I think the reason why they included that, like, letter from, a conf- professing her love for Philip is so that it's, like, a, an open ending. Like, did Rachel actually um, do all these evil deeds? Or was she actually innocent? You know? It's, like, um, that sort of ending. But it's... I mean, like, even if she didn't murder Ambrose, even if she didn't poison Philip, she did some vile shit, you know? She, like, treated Louise and Nick like shit. She got the estate from Philip, and she was, like, promising never-ending love to him. And then the next day, she's like, you're crazy. I never said that. Um, Like, she does some vile shit. So even if she didn't do the crimes, that they literally have evidence for but then that they're like oh no actually it could be that she didn't do them it's so why why did you do it i feel like something in olivia's contract in olivia de Havilland's contract was like mm, my character can't be the evil one um or at least she can't be um confirmed as evil so then they like shoehorned in these these like clues to her maybe not being evil and maybe her actually loving philip but still loving your dead cousin husband's cousin who's also your cousin is sort of like still not great i feel like you could probably go to hell for that still (laughs) um but yeah um unless they actually like had these events happen in the book um it's like, I don't know. Did these did these things that felt super shoehorned in actually happen in the book? If they did, I'm like... That's sort of bad form, babe. Don't see why it's like... No wonder this film only made $100,000 in profit. Makes sense, babe. Makes sense. Even with a big box office draw like Olivia. Um, but yeah. That's like My Cousin Rachel. Um, If you want to watch it... Well... If you want to watch it. Be prepared for like heightened blood pressure. So like. Don't watch it if you are. um, Prone to. Like. Heart disease or something. Because this film would probably. um, Put enough strain on your heart as it is. Um, And yeah. That's the 1952 film. My Cousin Rachel. Um, And. If I were you. It's not even worth whining about. (laughs) Well, no, it is worth whining about because I get to, like, talk about it because it's sort of fun to talk about and, like, rant about it. But um, had I known prior, um, I probably would not have watched this film because it's, like, made me very frustrated throughout it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's what this is for. I'm exploring the waters. Um, And, yeah, I'll whine to you next time.